I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <sighs> what the hell just happened this last weekend? I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. I remember leaving the flat, thinking we were just going to watch a race, make a vlog. We were on fucking television. <laughs> fucking television! <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast, the show where two new Formula One fans learn as fast as they can. We have had the most crazy weekend ever, and in today's episode, we're going to be rounding up our trip to Imola, looking at George Russell's amazing start to the season, giving our opinion on whether the new regulations are making a positive change, rounding up Lando Norris's weekend, and looking ahead to the race in Miami. But Fab, let's start with what I feel like I could talk about for hours this weekend. Mate, I don't know where to start. What? I don't know. Just to start off, what a weekend. If I had to rate this weekend out of 10, I'd give it a 12. (laughs) It was absolutely insane. We had no expectations. Like, absolutely no expectations because... Fab surprised me with the trip, for one. I had no idea we were even going 10 days ago. So we pulled together as much money as we could, booked the cheapest flights we could, booked the shittest hotel that we could. Which actually ended up being like, all right. It, yeah, it well, was sound. I feel like we'll tell you about the hotel later on in the episode. Uh, yeah. It was uh, a bit weird, but it did the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we had no expectations. We were lucky enough to be gifted some tickets by the track. Fab had messaged them and they said, yeah, come down. And um, we were like the only British people making content there. So they loved that. And I don't know how we ended up on Sky Sports, but yeah, let's start from the <laughs> bloody beginning, right? That's such a sentence. Like, <laughs> how did we end up on Sky on Sports? Ted's notebook, mate. Oh, man. So, uh, well, the people should know that we didn't know that that was going to happen when we originally had the book. No, we had, we the had trip no booked. idea about any of that. We went there with the camera and we were like, we're going to make a YouTube video. That was literally it. Well, yeah, but it yeah. was raining so much when we got there that we couldn't get the camera out. So yeah. we couldn't vlog. So everything kind of fell into place. We couldn't vlog. So that was like the backup. What the, yeah, the backup was just going on Sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a shame, eh? No, it was. It would have been cool to have like made a video, but I don't know. We'll do that like next time we go to another race. Yeah, we got busy and we did other things, and I'm glad we did everything we did. We put up as much content as we can. But let's just go to the beginning. We've left for the airport 4 a.m. We've picked Millie up. We've gone to Heathrow. We checked the car in. 
And we've just sat there thinking about how this weekend's going to be amazing, talking about how it's a sprint and we're really lucky to go to a sprint because there's extra things and it's going to be a long weekend. That in itself was like exciting enough, the fact that we were going to see essentially two races. Yeah, no, definitely. Completely agree. We get there on the first day, we pick up our little uh, car, little hire car. Yep, Fiat Panda. <laughs> we were there. Which, fa- by the way, I, I, uh, M, I'm going to refer to her as M, yeah. she was driving for the whole trip. Um, but there was like two occasions when I had to drive it. You saved us, didn't you? Just because it was in a sticky situation. And it was, without doubt, the worst car I've ever (laughs) driven in my life. And I haven't driven many cars, but it was terrible. Well, it did the job. So fair play to her for for driving that whole thing. Shout out. It was very small. Yeah, it was small. You should see the size of the suitcase I took and how much weight it was. We took the whole studio of equipment, like literally the whole studio of equipment in this suitcase. I had to pay £65 at the airport because I was overweight. I was pretty sad about that. Yeah, but yeah crammed we, into the back of it. Yeah, like, my suitcase filled up the whole boot. It was it? like Mr Bean's car. It I, literally <laughs> was. Whoever sat in the back had to have all the rest of the bags over the top of them. Yeah, and we're not small human beings either. We're both like plus six foot, so yeah, yeah it wasn't easy. Small. We arrive in Bologna, we pick up the car, we head to the hotel, and this was the first day, chill day, so we got to this hotel, right? Bear in mind, we couldn't find any hotels by Imola, because everything was sold out. People had booked this, like, years in advance, maybe. Oh, we were searching Airbnbs, normal B&Bs, We thought hotels. we were going to stay in an Airbnb, right? And the, one of the pictures on it was a picture of the family you're staying with, and they were creepy as fuck, so I'm so glad we didn't <laughs> yeah. have to stay with them. Oh, and then don't, for, don't forget the, um, the the motorhome idea. Oh, yeah? At one point, there was a possibility we were maybe going to be cramped into, like, some little caravan thing. Yeah, we which thought about camping. We cozy. thought about camping at the beach. We considered all options. Yeah. And then uh, M was trying to find a um, hotel and she said it was fully booked. But Fab emailed this one and they were like, yeah, we've got two rooms left. We'll do a deal for them. So we got a deal for these rooms. We get to this hotel. There is not a single person in this hotel. All the keys were still in the uh, holes. When we, when we say not a single person, we literally mean not a single not person a single in there. Car. We had the whole place to ourselves. We literally did have this whole hotel to ourselves. It was quite old-fashioned, quite run down, but the aircon did work. We had a balcony, we had a shower. And to be honest, we could have just had and a, a rug on the floor and we would have been fine. We don't, didn't really care. Don't, don't forget the B-Day. We had a bloody B-Day. Yeah, first time. Like a mini bath. Yeah. Well, you could do anything in there. Well, uh, you can do anything in the B-Day. Anyway. What did you do in the B-Day? Nothing. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was insane the first day we just chilled out the second day we by the way we did tell you some of this in our last episode but it was also crazy just want to sit down and like round it up yeah we, we we make sure we don't like repeat anything but you've made a few notes so it's good yeah we get there on the first day we have uh, we recorded in the car so the last episode was like a live i really love the fact we did a live podcast like our reactions were so pure, weren't they? Well, the uh, the idea that we had going into it was that we really wanted to podcast like the whole of the race, but then it would have been like an hour and a half long. Yeah. So, but I think the way that we did it was a lot better. We like took clips over the weekend, smashed them together, and you get a bit of diversity. Then, like we were in the room at one point, and then we we're in the car, and then we we're at the race. And I think when you can hear the cars like yeah. flying past, that was sick. Man. We were still figuring out like the audio equipment of what sounds best. I think if we went to another race, which hopefully we get to do at some point, hopefully we'll do exactly the same thing, but it'll be better. Like the audio, we'll just have better mics, better wires. We'll know what we need better yeah. now. It turns out we forgot the fucking wires anyway <laughs> on race day. Like we took all this equipment in Jake's suitcase. We took like a whole studio's worth of stuff. 
we managed to bring it on every single day and then on race day. The day we actually needed it. No wires, no cables. <laughs> we get there on day one. It's absolutely pissing with rain. Uh, this was qualifying day Friday. We knew it was going to be a wet one. Um, there were so many red flags throughout qualifying. And we ended up in this tower which was like the t- tower of, I don't know, was it the Marlboro Tower back in the day? It used to be called the Marlboro Tower, yeah. I think it's just the tower now. Most amazing view ever. We were so lucky to be there. And um, yeah, on our first day, our first ever Grand Prix, we somehow ended up on Ted's bloody notebook. <laughs> Ted's bloody notebook. And the reason that is so significant is because me and Fab have been filming this whole journey from like day one just because we get so excited about things like this ones of me being like oh my god we got five thousand followers and stuff like this we oh yeah like on our phones yeah 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 and i can remember specifically me and fab being sat on our balcony being like one day i want it to get to the point where your dad because fab's dad loves formula one can watch at home and we're on tv this was like two weeks before we even went out and yeah and we were thinking like five years down the line maybe like we yeah, might get this yeah, one yeah, chance yeah. to go on sky at some point in our in our in our lives our first ever race our first ever day at a grand prix <laughs> we've somehow in <laughs> fucking television <laughs> not what? only that in the paddock on our first day that was that like was how? that was like a truly momentous moment that, that was paddock. all thanks to millie yeah, it was M. Like, oh, yeah, M. Sorry, M. sorry. Yeah, we just got really, really lucky. Everything just fell into place. Um, yeah, it was the most incredible weekend ever. I hope you guys love the um, live from it. What were some of your favourite moments of the weekend? I just found things funny, like the way we put part that panda, that Fiat panda in that massive field and all them cars were getting stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think the event was, there were so many people there, it was kind of slightly disorganised, not disorganised, but like they were just like struggling with parking and that. We had a car park that we were parking in for the first like two days. And then on the third day, it was either the sprint, no, it was, a, it was race day, wasn't it? They made us park somewhere else. Um... But then, like, some people were saying, like, you have to park in there. And then other people were saying, you can't park here. But we were like, we're just going to park here anyway. We need, Yeah, we needed to park as close to the track, realistically, because we, we'd agreed with the track that we had this room to film in. Mm. And we had so much camera equipment and it was raining. Yeah, so, like, yeah. We couldn't, like, just walk really far there. Genuinely, we would have all just got ruined. So luckily, <laughs> we managed to get this spot in the in a field. And when we were coming out, every other car was getting pulled out by tractors. But the panda... The panda came through <laughs> at the last minute. I chucked it into reverse and I floored that bad boy. And there was a 4x4 four four Mercedes and like a 4x4 four four BMW stuck in the uh, mud. Just, and just we spinning. made it out absolutely perfectly fine. I know. I don't know how. Maybe I, should, maybe I gave the Fiat Panda a bit too much flack. <laughs> I feel like there's um, so many things we're going to forget about that weekend and like you said we'll remember them over the course of time and probably mm. bring back things and if you have any questions about Imola just send them in our, our Instagram is at pitstop our TikTok is at pitstop we posted so many pictures this weekend on the account um, if you're not already please do hit the follow button on the podcast rate it five stars it really helps us out our latest podcast was our most listened to podcast ever Woo-hoo-hoo! yeah that is that is quite the accomplishment. And we're back in the charts on Spotify. And that's all thanks to you guys. Yeah, because you, guys you are, awesome. are the ones who believe in us. And you are the ones who keep listening, keep sharing it with your friends. You guys are just unstoppable. And between me and Jake and you guys, we're hopefully going to build an empire. Haven't the comments just been amazing on everything, like on TikTok? Yeah, you know, I was watching that video earlier. Jake put up a video of me on TikTok wearing some like weird shirt. But it was just with like TikTok music over it. 
and while I, we was just commentating the race. It sounded a little bit like, what was the song? It was, it like, was an emotional this song. This is what dreams, dreams are made of. Um, <laughs> hey now, hey now, <laughs> this is what <laughs> dreams. <laughs> but some of the comments on there, like one person in particular just commented saying like, this got me emotion. And like, I got emotion just watching it because it is emotional, man. Like we we did like more than we ever thought we were going to do this race. We never expected it to come this quick. So, and like I said, it's not just because of us, it's because of everyone else, so. I can't really wrap my head around the fact that like, the TikTok's nearly got 40,000 followers. And just every comment that comes in from someone, people are so supportive. Like these people don't even know us until they watch these videos, but people seem to love it. And I've never worked on a project or like done anything online before where everyone has just responded so well. So yeah, thank you very much. And the coolest bit is, in bloody Italy, we met some of you guys. Like, didn't we? Didn't we were just walking around uh, yeah. and people would like come running over or, or shout something like them Irish guys. Shout yeah. out to the Irish guys. These it two Irish. There was this one Irish guy. I know he's probably listening right now. He was about eight foot tall. He was a legend. <laughs> and he had like a massive Irish flag and he just come like bounding over. Jake and Fab. And he would just, yeah, man. Yeah, send us them photos. That was that was great to meet you and anyone else we met. Please do send the photos. You sat next to the mayor of Imola as well. Deputy mayor of Imola, didn't you, at dinner once? Yeah, we had some food. Uh, oh, no, it was actually the deputy mayor of Bologna. Bologna. She was she was a professor at a uni. I can't remember some sort of engineering or something she taught. But um, yeah, me and Em were just sat there and you were having this full blown conversation with you. You just love chatting to me, with, don't you? That's I love fascinated chatting. by anyone. And then we spoke to like another guy, Alessandro. He owns a like a an Italian sofa company. Was it? <laughs> he was a legend. And though. we need a new sofa yeah. because guys, yeah, look should... at the state of this pit stop sofa. <laughs> we told him we need a new sofa. He was like, he was like, I'll get you a new sofa. Alessandro, <laughs> if you're listening. If you're watching, look at the state of this sofa. Phone, you did put it on in his phone, didn't you? You showed him it's pit stop. Everyone, everyone. Yeah, everyone I typed it in, everyone's phone. He goes on their phone and types it in and gets them to follow us. <laughs> You've seen him on live TV going Instagram at pit stop. I know, <laughs> like, twice as well. That is the promotion <laughs> we like. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, the hotel was uh, a little bit creepy. There was just like a woman and an old man running it, but they were the loveliest people in the world. It was just creepy because there was like no one there. But you can't complain. It did the job perfectly. Do you, do you guys want to know what the craziest thing about, like, I, I guess it's not just Italy, it's Europe in general. If you order a drink, like a whiskey oh or a vodka, God. like over here in England, you'll get like a shot or a double shot. Man, in Italy, you ask for a whiskey Coke, they fill the glass like three quarters of the way full with whiskey and then you get like a drab of Coke in there. We had one can of Coke and it did us for like five drinks. You can get like a, a drop yeah. in the top of it. Every sip was like a shot. You was like one drink and you're slaughtered. Yeah, because we went back upstairs, didn't we? And Em was like, how are you that drunk? We went downstairs <laughs> for one drink, came back up, we couldn't even see. If you guys could see how we celebrated this weekend, every single day we just went out because we were like... Every day just topped the next day. And we were like, this is this is quite truly unbelievable. And the day we were driving back from the first day when we went live on Sky, people were sending us videos of us, like um, like like, men, like sending recordings of us on TV. And as soon as they started coming through, I just lost my shit. We, we pulled the car over, didn't we? And we just started running around, jumping, like playing music. We were like, this is unbelievable. I think the most surreal thing for me since being back home is that we both follow like F1 on Instagram and they all, they post so many clips up now of like the po like after the race, they post cl clips of the race. Yeah. And the best part is like, they'll like you watch parts of when they're flying down the track and then you'll see the tower 
And I'm sitting there thinking, you can see I, it. I was in that tower. You can literally like, see us. I'm in that window with you. Yeah, anyone looking Man. at Kids Bank of Imola, look in the second window up on that tower on the left hand side, and you'll see like two people, two people there, and you might see like a mic by the window, and that's us. That like, is we're us. We're in so many of the clips and like the drivers' cams and everything. Yeah, yeah. Now it was just the most unbelievable weekend ever. Like, it was. It was mind blowing to be honest. It was it was great, and I want to clear one thing up that we did get wrong in our live because it's good to clear things up. We didn't know why Joe started in the um, pits because we were watching down over the race, and the pits was right under in us. In our live, oh yeah, we went live in the hotel. Uh, is, that, is that what you mean? No, when we went live, yeah, but they cleared it up in the live, didn't they? They said it was Park Ferme rules. Yeah, but when we were looking over the pits, Joe started a pit lane start in the race, and we didn't know why. But that was because he changed his car after the sprint. So Park Ferme rules. I'm glad we learned that. You can't change your car after the sprint. Otherwise, you start in the pits. Because he had damage, right? Yeah, he must have got damage or something. <laughs> I don't really know. We weren't. We couldn't really tell everything going on in the race, could we? We didn't have Wi-Fi. We didn't have a, a screen. That's like one of the down... Mm, I don't want to say downsides, but like when you watch at home, you, you see everything. Like I remember, Do you remember... Uh, was it in the sprint when Leclerc wasn't... Ca or was it in the actual race? No, it was in the sprint. Leclerc wasn't catching. He was letting people pass. And we yeah. were like, why is this happening? And we didn't know why. It was like you were saying, like, oh, Ferrari have got some problems. Yeah, because he was, uh, he literally just let some people pass. Yeah, yeah. But it took, it took for my dad to ring me up and tell me, like, there we had some problem with the degradation of his tires. So, like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't know. know that we in had the heat. no idea. It was like a pro and con thing because, yeah, we, we had like a, like a, we couldn't tell what was going on in the race, but we probably had the best view in the house in the aspect of the fans opposite us had a big screen right next to us, but we just couldn't see it unless we hung out a window. Yeah, I had a crook neck trying to like see yeah. that screen. But we, we managed to figure out what was going on by knowing Verstappen was at the front. Verstappen absolutely battered it. I That was such an impressive performance by Red Bull all weekend. Really impressive from the Bulls. And it, it's nice to see Horner happy again. But the best part about being on that section of the track was that that's exactly where the DRS kicks in. So we were seeing like all these overtakes. It was just unfortunate that DRS wasn't working for like half the race. But mate, how amazing is that? Because I tell you what, that brings me on to one of the points which I said at the beginning of the video, but let's jump into that next then. The fact that DRS was barely enabled this week, I'm not 100% sure why. I think there was an error with it. Like that's why it wasn't on like all the time when it should have been. So if DRS wasn't enabled as much, but there was all them amazing overtakes, that then brings us to the question of how do you feel the new regulations and cars are performing after a few races? Because it looks like they can have the close-to-close racing like that, and that's without DRS. I would love to to know what would have happened if DRS was working, because we saw how close Leclerc was to Perez at some points. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That was the battle, really, wasn't it? Because we were saying Verstappen's gone. Verstappen we, was gone. Verstappen had... We were like, Verstappen's won after, like, five laps. By the way, it I was saw... Just so I, far ahead. I saw a horrendous graphic that everyone put up, and they were trolling Hamilton, but it was, it was like... It was the, 77 <laughs> seconds between Hamilton and Verstappen. Like, why post that? I mean, to be honest, it, it's mad. It's mad. How on earth has that happened? How on earth has... How on earth... Has the Mercedes done that? But how on earth is Lewis Hamilton struggling so much in that car? Well, we're so confused because Russell done all right. Okay. Russell, Russell did okay. So let's quickly round up. Do you think the new rules are good? And then we're going to Russell. You, you, oh, you got some, you got some, some yeah, stuff about Russell. Yeah, I've got some stuff yeah. about Russell. All right, let's tuck into that. Do you that. think the new regulation's working? You liking it? Yeah, enjoying it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's better. And I definitely love the fact that there's a smaller gap. I used to like, one thing that would have put me off before would have been the bloody like massive gap in the midfield. 
and just not really a competitive race. I like when you said, you know, when they came around the corner, there was like that five in a line. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, how yeah. sick is that? Imagine DRS was on. This would have been a great track to have DRS on because it's such a long DRS zone. Yeah, it would have been so. So good. it's gutting. But yeah, Lando Norris said it's a hundred percent better. That's what Nando Lando Norris said after his podium Coming third. finish. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> he said, um, I think it's better than it has been for many years is basically what Lando Norris is saying. So it seems like some of the drivers are on side of the new regulations. But yeah, I, we don't really know much about that. Let's just skip away from that as quickly as possible. Hit me with some Russell facts. Well, let's just get your opinion straight away first with how the Mercedes have one driver in that exactly the same car as Hamilton finishing fourth and then have a seven-time world champion finishing 13th. I do know the cars are set up differently. And after watching an interview with Toto, I mean, Toto is, Toto's been apologising to Lewis. He's like, mate, I'm sorry, but we haven't given you the car that you want. And Lewis is saying, like, they quizzed him on, they quizzed Lewis on, like, about the world championship. He's like, man, I'm not in the world championship this year. No, no, he's no, not. no way. He's not. No, no chance in hell. I mean, there's still time to turn it around, oh, but will you. they? Will they? They're turning it around from like that position and considering last last week he didn't... He's This season, he hasn't made it out of Q1. He hasn't made it out of Q2 and he's finished bloody 13th. Like, it couldn't have been a worse start for do, Hamilton. Do you know what I reckon's happening? Go on. They're chucking Mazepin in the Mercedes and everyone thinks <laughs> it's... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hamilton is not. It's not. It's Mazepin. <laughs> Where's Hamilton then? Hamilton, he's got something, I don't know, he's chilling. Is he just watching at home? He actually he, he actually retired last year. That's actually what happened, yeah. Yeah, Matt knows all the facts. How weird was it looking down at the cars? Like they were under us. We were they were directly under we could see the driver's hands. Like when Verstappen won the race, I could see his wrist pumping in the car. As he went past, he like slowed down. You could see him doing that, and that's the shot you get on like Netflix so or F1 when they're like, Woo! <clears throat> so you sick. could see it. In fact, we saw it. The cool part about where we was was uh so our manager, M, she said, she asked a question about the tires. She asked why they do the formation lap. Yeah. And then she asked about the pit, like why when you come out of the pit, they're okay. But so you have to warm the tires up in the formation lap. And then when you come out of the pits, they have the blankets around them and mm -hmm. they're warm. But you can tell that they, they lose their heat very quickly because when See, they're coming yeah. down that pit lane, I remember looking around the corner. Just as they speed up. Just as out. they speed up. And they, they the can't they can't apply full throttle. Yeah. Like they have to like feather it because the, and the back end starts going out. You do see out. it spin a little bit, don't you? As soon as yeah, the yeah, throttle yeah. goes down. Not quite ready. Not quite ready. But yeah, Russell has had an incredible start to the season. He's actually arguably had one of the best starts to the season of any driver on the grid. Because he has scored points in every race so far this season. He's the only driver to do it. Sick. Only driver to do it. Really? He, yeah, only driver to do it this season to score points in every race. What about Leclerc? Uh, okay, that's, that might be wrong. But, but no, 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 no,
fifth in Saudi Arabia, third in Australia, and fourth in Imola. That's so nice to hear because you remember, like at the start of this season, we sort of had our reservations about whether he was he was actually going to do any mm. well. At yeah, we did. We did, and I I love absolutely love to see it. I just you've got Russell who's currently got forty nine points this season. Hamilton's Hamilton's Hamilton who's mm. currently got twenty eight, but you could argue. Russell DNFs a race, Hamilton goes wins a race, the points will be level again. So Hamilton really isn't that far away. But I think Mercedes don't look like they're going to be winning that constructors. I mean, Red Bull and Ferrari's units look look pretty solid, but the race was gutting for Leclerc, wasn't it? It was gutting for Leclerc. I don't really want to talk about there it. Was some... it, was, it was gutting for Ferrari in general, because especially when you see that when signs went out on that first lap, it wasn't his fault. He says that he left enough room for Ricardo. Did you see the clip of Ricardo going into the Ferrari guys to say sorry? Yeah, yeah. I feel for Ricardo, man. I, I don't really know what's what's going on at the minute with him. Like the McLarens have definitely taken a leap forward this this race at Imola. They they weren't doing this well at the start of the season. I'm pretty sure Ricardo had pitted like three times by lap ten because he just kept coming under us. Obviously, he had to pit after the signs thing, damage, and then he pitted again. I think change of tyres. It done like three pits like so early on. But yeah, the McLarens made a big step up and me and you both predicted, we got to give it to ourselves. We both said Norris on the podium this weekend. Yeah. I predicted him second, you predicted him third. And everyone was like, nope, no way. And he did it. So well, the fact that he qualified up there was good enough for me. I was like, bosh, yeah, we've done it. Too. But me then he too. finished there. Yeah, he's mad. He were, uh, lucky that Sainz didn't really finish the race. No, lucky, lucky that Leclerc fell out wasn't it that's yeah, where it was Leclerc falling out. out of it kind of gave him his spot we were sat op- opposite like thousands of Ferrari fans and we couldn't see the screen they could see and on that first bend when they went up me and Fab were going crazy like looking at each other shouting into mics and all of a sudden all the fans are like oh yeah. and we don't hang out the window and look and then we've just realized that signs is like in the uh, what do you call it beached it is it called beached I guess so I think, yeah, yeah, yeah where you yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, it yeah. out yeah, yeah, so Sainz had beached it, and um, no, the worst one was the Leclerc one. Like, I yeah. had, I had my head in my hands for that one, man. He was pushing so hard. Like, fair play to him for for getting out and, and going back round. But the question that I would like to ask you, Jake, now, and this is something that we've been talking about a lot, is whether Ferrari will continue their their streak that they've had early on. But now that Red Bull are starting to do well, do you see Ferrari starting to slip away now, or do you think they've just been unlucky? I have said this since episode one of this season. I And I love Red Bull. I mean, look at me. I'm completely on brand. I'm wearing an Aston Martin t-shirt and an Aston Martin Red Bull hat. Huh. <laughs> no, I think Red Bull are further ahead than every other team on the grid. Like, I just do. I, they, they look quicker. Their car's definitely better. They've just been unlucky. Like, if you've you got to think, they've, they've both cars have DNF'd. Or maybe just Max Verstappen's DNF twice because of a car issue. No, Sergio do... did as well. Have they? Have they both DNF twice? I think Sergio did once. Nothing to do with the drivers. Like nothing to. Do... Max Verstappen is the best driver on the grid. You, you would you argue that? Would would you? Mm, would... No, I wouldn't argue that. No, I, I do believe that. I do think he's the most exciting. If anyone's going to go and smash records right now, it's Max Verstappen. Don't get me wrong, Charles Leclerc's amazing. I think Sainz is amazing. I think Norris is amazing. But maybe it's because of the car he's got as well. Maybe if you put Norris in that Red Bull, Norris would smash it as well. I don't know. But I think right now, Max Verstappen is the best driver on the grid. And I think you give him a, you give him a car that can win every week, he'll win every week. Just like in that sprint. <clears throat> and I've been saying, Red Bull, I think, are p- play the long game. 
I think Ferrari have so much energy, but I think Red Bull know what they've got. That's why in the sprint, Max took him at the end again. Have mm. you noticed how every time Max is winning or mm. doing something, it's right at the end? Mm. I feel like Red Bull can just match Ferrari for so long and then just be like, yep, our time's shine now. For me, it's, it's still it's too early to call it. Yeah, definitely too early to too call early it. Too early to call it. I, I know the Ferraris are still strong. Ferrari will definitely win races this season. Ferrari, Leclerc will definitely have better races than Verstappen this season. However, if, if that means that it's looking like Mercedes may, may be out of the runnings for now, how exciting is it going to be now if the, the McLarens have come up to have the McLaren, mm-hmm. the Ferrari and the Red Bull all going for it? Yeah. Because Lando is a fire driver. Like, he's actually better than I probably ever anticipated he was going to be. Oh, oh, God, what, Lando? Yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah, I completely agree because we don't know, do we? And Jim, but there was that photo that we saw of the comparison between the age gap between Lando and Verstappen. It was a photo of Verstappen when he was like, I don't know. Oh yeah, the photo 18. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lando just looked like a like a little boy. Yeah, he did look like a so little boy. So there is, even though they're both young lads, there's there's a big age gap between them. No, yeah, I'm really really glad Lando got a podium. I hope that's the first of many for him. And mm. I would I would like to see Russell maintaining coming up there. You do want a Mercedes in the running, like even though I I want Red Bull to do well, I I would rather every week it was a different driver just so that when it gets to the end of the season it's like 50 points between like four drivers would make it so interesting i don't think i mean correct me if i'm wrong well you're not going to be able to correct me but as someone out there listening <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but i don't know if, we, if f1 has ever really seen that i don't know if yeah, the mate, f1 has ever seen three or four teams competing for that top spot i think there might have been like one or two maybe but i i don't know <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know anything <laughs> No, that, well, that arguably that's why they've done what they've done, isn't it? Mm. They're trying to they're trying to make it closer driving, and K Max proved it. K Mag in the sprint came fourth, and that wow. that was when we we saw. Or did he qualify fourth? I think he might have qualified fourth. Sorry, that could be wrong. I don't know, but I saw no, him in the paddock. He qualified fourth because when we saw him in the paddock, K Mag and Gunf were going mad. He was the day. happiest guy on earth that day. Haas's best ever qualifying position. So that was amazing to see. Yeah, I I do feel like at this point in the season. As horrible as it is to say, because we're quite early on, I just see it slipping away from Hamilton. Like, I think if he loses confidence in that car, and because Russell is doing so well in pretty much the same car, like you say, there's so much more mental energy that goes into it and mental health than people think. Like, it would be oh, draining. It's, it's it, it, all would be, a, it would be so stressful to watch your teammate do that. I it's think. all a mind game. Mm. It is all mind games. Definitely. I think that's what one thing that Red Bull and Ferrari both have well. Like, if Red, Red Bull and Ferrari are both 1-2, like, P- Perez is not going to catch Max, but Red Bull won't be telling him to. It will be hold off third, and he'll be happy with that. Like, if Perez is in front, you know when Perez got pole uh, in, like, the second race of the season? Yeah, and he slipped Red down Bull, to what? Horner said, no, we want Perez to win this race. That was when it was a, a race, because he, he qualified pole, like, fair mm. play. But Max qualifying pole, Red Bull aren't then going to go, let Perez through. But you know what I mean? These two teams can work together well. But I think if Hamilton starts qualifying well again and getting up there with Russell, I, do, I think mm. we'll see a Russell-Hamilton battle. I mean, hey, look, <clears throat> it's a long season. We know there's many races ahead. There's many more opportunities for Fernando Alonso to take the world championship. So we're just going to have to see what happens. What about Bottas? Leaving Mercedes, being Hamilton's teammate, and finishing this weekend fifth when Hamilton's finishing 15 mm. in an Alfa Romeo. A bloody Alfa Romeo fifth. It's the Ferrari engine. Well, look, let's say... Hamilton's done at the end of this year. Bottas to Mercedes. Bottas Have you seen to that? Mis- no, I haven't. Have you seen that? What, is that a thing going around? Is it everywhere? All Ooh. over Twitter. Everyone's <laughs> like, if if Hamilton was to drop out mid-season or anything, Bottas I don't think he would. Back. I don't think he would. 
also Bottas and Russell had that little like scrap, didn't they? Did not, they? not like scrap, but didn't Russell slap Bottas in that clip? They like take each other out. Remember what I'm on about? We watched it on YouTube. Oh, oh yeah, last like, season. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, Russell yeah, yeah, goes yeah, over yeah. and like slaps Bottas on the head. Yeah, because he wiped him out. <laughs> no, I like Bottas. I, I wish the, the the best for him, and he's driving an Alfa Romeo with the Bottas Ferrari engines. So. Sorry, Bottas. You want Bottas to do to do incredible? So yeah, yeah. There's a few more drivers to shout out um, review over this weekend. But quickly, if you haven't already, please do hit the follow button on the podcast. It really does help us out. If you're listening right now, all you need to do. Let's click the stars and click five. Five stars helps us out so much. Thank you for being here. Yuki Sonoda, seventh. Wow. Yuki did it. Yuki bloody did it. Legend. And we want to see the Alpha Tori up there. We do. Because I want Gazi to be doing well. Let me take a little look at that list. It where wasn't did, the best week for Gazi, um, to be honest. But Yuki, Yuki had a great race. Vettel in eighth. That's cool. Stroll in tenth. What happened to... Uh... Who? What happened to Alonso? He DNF'd, mate, didn't he? Do you remember? You, I remember you going, look at all the damage on his car, but I couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah. We don't actually know like what happened because no. we couldn't see him. We, we still haven't watched the heart. We literally, I haven't slept. Oh, man, we're absolutely shattered. We got back today and um, for the first time in like, since we started, we've just been so motivated. Well, we're always motivated to film, but today we were like, we got a podcast, we got film, we got so much to talk about. I think going to the race was like the motivation we needed wasn't it because we'd watched it at home and it we became a bit repetitive in the aspect of yeah yeah we well, ran out of things to talk about but now like we've learned so much more we're like oh my god we can talk about all this we should probably let the guys know because this goes out on thursday but today's currently tuesday so we actually we touched down in the uk this morning after having about three hours sleep mm. um this pod goes out on thursday and we're recording it today because tomorrow we've got a special again guest. Is, is, is another exciting day for us tomorrow being wednesday we we are we have another guest on the pod when I say coming on the pod, we we're make, going to him. We're going to to him. Two-hour drive. Yep. And it's a really exciting guest. Uh, I can't wait to get him on because we're going to actually be able to ask someone what it's like to drive a car. But yeah, no. We, but we, we anyway. On that. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's round up this podcast. A quick snappy midweek one. But thank you very much for helping us get the opportunity to do what we did this weekend. It was unbelievable. It was a dream come true. And it was the most fun we've ever had. So thank you so much to Ted. Thank you so much to Naomi. Thank you so much to Matt. Quick shout out on that segment. We didn't even say anything about that. Yeah, thanks to Julia as well from uh, Imola. Autodrome. Yeah, everyone just was amazing to us this weekend. Thank you to everyone. You've, you've all treated us like kings. So yeah, thanks. I hope we can do more stuff with tracks. I hope we can get to some more races. I hope we can do some more stuff with Sky Sports because it's always been a dream of mine to hold a Sky Sports mic. But um, You've lived your dream now. How mate, do you top that? Mate, I know. I'm going <laughs> to make it my bloody Facebook profile. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll be back on Monday of a new episode with a very special guest. Thank you for being here. Follow the podcast. Rate it five stars. All of our socials are at Pit Stop. I cannot believe what has just happened. I cannot believe this has gone how it's gone at all. Neither so let's cheers I. our beers. We've, we've both got a beer in our hands. Let's, let's cheers, cheers to that. Please. Thank you very much to all the listeners. Have a great week and we'll see you guys on Monday. Later. Later. Over and out. Over and out. Powered by Spirit Studios.